0: Hello there, welcome back to Until Further Notice. I'm Matthew Burton.
1: And I'm Chris Edwards.
0: Now, here we are then. A week and two days on from Gavin Williamson's announcement in the Commons that schools will be closing until further notice, as you know. And whatever your perspective on that was, whether you were a parent thinking, how on earth am I going to help educate my child as well as being a parent and do all the rest of that sort of stuff. Whether you were a head teacher trying to finalise some sort of plan for how you're going to move forward and how you're going to manage and navigate this period... Whether you're an IT technician thinking how on earth am I going to get those usernames and passwords for all of the various software packages and apps that we've accumulated over the years, how am I going to get those out to people? Whether you were a teacher putting a work pack together thinking what you want those children to be working on and how much you're going to be able to to manage that and help that, support that. Whether you were somebody composing emails and letters to go out to parents or carers thinking about information that might need to go out. Or whether you were thinking about critical workers and free school meals or whether you were thinking about... Year 11, year 13, year 6, and how you manage them to have a dignified exit. And Chris, it looks a little bit like we're getting a little bit more clarity around those exams now, doesn't it?
1: It does, doesn't it? Uh, well, you say that, but it, there's still a lot in the air, isn't there? I've, my heart really goes out to those students, in, particularly those in year 11 and 13, who, um, you know, a lot's happened in this last week or so. And this time last Friday... We were chatting to our Year 11 just before they left us, probably for the, for the last time. And their reaction was surprising in a lot of ways in the fact that, firstly, how maturely they took it all and took it in their stride, considering just what had happened. You know, they were happily working working hard three months to go to their exams and then it's all just pulled away from them. But they were just devastated that they weren't going to get an opportunity to show what they could do.
0: That um, was it, and that, that's what I found as well. And I saw that there were students who you might just think actually wouldn't mind about not having to do the exams, but there were some absolutely unbelievable responses that it—it's almost that sort of feeling where they wanted to go in and prove whatever they were going to do. They wanted to go in in the summer and absolutely own that. Yeah. And to not have the to not have the opportunity to do that, which was was devastating to them on one hand, but I was so 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 impressed with the fact that they just got behind look this is what we doing but the you know, there are,
1: there's sort of different groups of students that that reacted in different ways so you've got uh, i was chatting to a few of the boys who maybe hadn't worked quite as hard as they had uh, uh, quite as hard as they could have done who were probably thinking don't need to start working just yet give it you know i'll, I'll put it in in the last 3 months leading up to the exams and <laughs> then fly Obviously, they're not going to get the opportunity to do that, and they are quite sombre about the whole affair because they fear that they've left their run too late, and if things are going to be done based on predicted grades, then they're not going to be... Well, they're going to be way short of where they, they need to be. Um, but equally, the the other end, the the students who have have shown how good they are in the mocks and things like that, they're quite morose about it all too, because... They accept that they might be given the the higher grades, the mm. the eights and nines, but but they feel raw about it in the fact that whatever happens in the future, they didn't actually earn that grade. And as much as you reassure them and say to them, "Look, well, you have whatever you do end yeah. up with, you, you have earned it because of how you've approached everything in the lead up to it." But but what they keep coming back with is well every year in history children have done exams and have been able to get grades based on how they performed in those exams and we won't and it just feels a little bit empty for them which is really
0: re- almost like doing christmas in almost like doing christmas <laughs> in may or something that it's like not the same uh, is it well, no
1: uh, it's not quite but the it's same it's sad for them really sad and and i hope whatever happens with them that um that they feel rewarded and it doesn't affect them for their next step.
0: And the one thing I've been really impressed by um, throughout this whole situation has been that grit and resilience and real bounce-back ability of, of everyone, really, particularly in the education community. It's an industry, if you want to use that word, but it's an industry that sort of exists around human interaction and relationships, isn't it? We mentioned that um, before. And it's without that, it, it creates a real challenge. So how do you sort of feel a week on? Have you got any any particular highlights from the week?
1: Well, just on that, on what, on what you said about resilience and things, this is where the, the real best schools will reap the rewards for everything that they put into those children over the five years to build those resilience and, and that, that determination and that ability to bounce back from, from difficult times. You know, that the best schools will be sending children out into the real world who, who haven't been damaged by this they'll just take it in their stride and come back stronger um so i suppose that's one positive to, to come out of it we, we're not going to have a um progress measures this year which i suppose is is a positive too takes away that extra accountability um but yeah this week wow what it's a You've just got to stop and think sometimes, haven't you, just about how quickly this has all accelerated. It was only about two weeks ago that Cheltenham Festival was on with 250,000 yeah. people all, all visiting across the week. And, you know, even looking back at photos of that just looks ridiculous now. Mm. And it, it's hard to watch TV programmes, isn't it, where, where people are hugging or shaking hands and you're thinking... What are you doing?
0: I tell you what, it's particularly hard it just to watch. Se-
1: Chris. It seems it's, so alien.
0: It's particularly hard to watch ITV two last night when the program or the film Contagion is on. Oh, is that a
1: documentary?
0: No, that's a film about a global pandemic that is almost like a documentary right now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we had the, we had the um, the the clap for the NHS last night, didn't we? I thought that was absolutely first
0: class last night. I, absolutely amazing. I thought
1: it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's a sign of the spirit of the nation, isn't it? More than anything else. Yes,
0: completely agree. Uh,
1: it'd be nice. Uh, uh, can we can we propose something for for school staff? Proposal maybe a like the, a tap, the Floor is a, yours. So you know, think. like when you're playing pool and someone does a good shot and you just tap the table. Just tap the table. Something like that would be nice. A tap, tap for teachers. Tap the table
0: for teachers. Tap for teachers.
1: <laughs> a tap for teachers. could propose that. Or, or just we a pat. A pat of the the top of your thigh, like you do when you when you can't quite bring on the full clap. You do a little pat yeah. pat at the top of the thigh, that'd be quite that'd nice. No. Nice. For, nice. Just for just school a... stuff. That, yeah. Do you think that'll catch on?
0: Uh well and we'll never know, will we? People can say they've done it, but uh we'll never actually know.
1: Yeah, that's true. Let, let's, yeah, let's think just, about that. Let's, let's just assume assume it will. Let's,
0: let's come back with something okay. that we we'll propose for that. Yeah it's great um, idea. Just, Another thing uh, I did last night, uh, we had a pub quiz hosted by my wonderful friend, Andrew Wilcock, over Zoom, which was interesting, Great. particularly the music round that nobody could hear anything of. It sounded like the music was being played underwater. Uh, right, but, okay. Uh, big, uh, big, big props to Andy Wilcock, who was a master quiz master from uh, quite the
1: distance. He's got a good name for a quiz master, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was he insisted on being referred to as either Sir, he's not a teacher. Right. And he's not he's not knighted either. Um, no,
1: or wouldn't we wouldn't want to master. be a teacher with a, a surname like that probably would
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think there's a real strange sort of acceptance that yeah. <laughs> across the profession and, and, and within schools up and down the country from what I hear about people just still want to do their bit. And I I mean f- from speaking to teachers and, and school staff this week. I think one of the challenges for me that I'm picking up on from people both at my school and other schools is actually that challenge of stepping stepping away from the classroom and not trying to do everything for everybody. Teachers are notorious to want to help everybody all the time and that's difficult, isn't it? And I think that's a, a real challenge for people, a mental, psychological challenge, is to allow you know parents to get on with the homeschooling because you cannot control it in the same way that you would with 30 students in front yeah, of
1: you. Yeah, I, I think... Um the, the mental challenge is, is, is going to be the biggest test for obviously the parents and carers who are homeschooling their children but also for the teachers. There was a great piece in the TES just before this all kicked off over here from Italy and it was a head of a school in Italy um, giving tips on on how to survive a school closure. And one of the things she said categorically was to manage the expectations on staff because they will feel that they need to be at the end of a, a computer 24-7 answering every question from every student. And it's just not sustainable. And we've got to pace ourselves and we've got to ensure that the message gets out there to our staff that they are not expected to be there every single minute of every day because this could go on for ages. And as much as, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're a great bunch teaching staff. They really are. And they will err on the side of doing far too much at the cost of, of their own mental health. But we need to protect yeah. them from, from that and from themselves so that they don't break themselves and, or run out of steam uh, too early. Because we've got to s- sustain this over quite a long time, I think.
0: And we want them back, of course. When schools reopen, we need those teachers and other school staff in doing the fantastic job that we know they can do and that they do on a daily basis. Absolutely. And we don't want them to burn out doing, the things that, um, you know, doing some of the things that you can't control. So, shall we have a conversation with our first teacher?
1: Oh, what a great idea. I, I think, I think it's, it. it's, right. a bit, it's a bit dull, just the two of us, isn't it?
0: I mean, the reflections on the podcast, we've spoken so far a couple of times. Reflections on the podcast have been that uh, we're going to get technically better at this and we're going to get that the whole thing is going to sound much more slick as we go on. Is um, that possible? And,
1: is that possible,
0: Matt? Uh, well, uh, many would maintain that this is possibly the most. Bot's job of a podcast going but um yeah okay we're doing our best we're doing our best so i'm gonna get charlotte on the phone right so uh we've got a teacher on the line actual human teacher
1: um charlotte scott are you there
2: i am here hello
1: hello charlotte how's the week been for you charlotte
2: oh it's been all right actually i've been i've been trying to think of some like great thing i can say but it's it's just been fine like it hasn't been too bad
1: okay uh, tell us about your current setup what sort of what school what school are you in what sector is it and what are the challenges that you face this week
2: so i work at kesgrove high school which is in suffolk uh, it's a secondary school we have year seven up to year 13 uh i haven't been in this week so we we obviously closed on friday um yeah. Then the the kind of plan was that everyone would be in on Monday, which happened. And then they've had to kind of scale back quite quickly. I think just like every school, we were just like sort of sucking and seeing what happens. Um, yeah. I'm working from home. I'm, I'm sort of self-isolating for a few reasons. Uh, it, it's been fine. School have been wicked about it. Um Our management have been really, really super realistic, actually, about kind of expectations and none of the horror stories that you're seeing on Twitter about streaming lessons and things like that.
1: Okay, good. So talk us through the reaction of your particularly your year 11s and your year 13s on Thursday and Friday last week.
2: It was it was weird. Like, I expected yeah. to come in and there'd be some sort of atmosphere, and it was actually completely without atmosphere. I think all mm. of our kids came in just hoping that we'd have these sort of secret answers for them, as yeah. in, like, we'd had more information from the government than they'd had, and alas, <laughs> we couldn't do that. Um, my form actually were Year 11, um, and they they seemed okay. I think maybe my form aren't necessarily a microcosm of Year 11, because they're pretty laid back. Um, right, But it it was year 13 that was the most heartbreaking, I think. Um, Having taught them for, you know, seven years, we were really looking forward to having that, like, fanfare that they deserved. And naturally then it just felt a little bit flat. Um,
1: How have you left it with them? So, yeah, my
2: heart sort of goes out to them more. Sorry?
1: How have you left it with them? Are they going to be back at any stage or is it just up in the air? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh,
2: That's a bit of a question mark, really. We kind of said goodbye. We had our goodbyes on Friday um they taught me how to use tiktok uh for no reason that's the dance Um, thing um and yeah the dance thing lovely i think i'm on there now somehow on a tiktok but that doesn't ever need to be seen by anyone else Um, well you've
1: you've you've mentioned it now so uh there'll there'll be well i kind of
2: maybe i'm secretly hoping that people will go out there and find that joy Um, i think they will i think they will i <laughs> um, just remember
0: we've got over 18 views of this or 18 listens of this podcast uh, over 18 <laughs> yeah. people oh my goodness can be going out and looking for that
2: at least two yeah. of them are called charlotte aren't they because yesterday i had the uh, heard last night's podcast and there was someone called charlotte on there asking a question that wasn't me though yeah, that, that's, so that's at okay. least two charlottes you've got on board two
1: of 19 two charlotte what are the chances two charlottes out of uh, 18 listeners
2: I don't really know where I was now. Um, I don't know what the expectations. You're about your dancing like, with...
1: channel on TikTok?
2: Oh, yes. Thank God you brought it up again. It's not my channel, to be clear. I haven't set up a channel. That isn't something I'm right. partaking in anytime soon. Um, okay. With Year 13, I think... Haven't they said last night that there's some sort of announcement maybe by Easter, by qual or whatever? So I guess when we know that, that will answer some questions, I suppose.
0: So Charlotte, on a Friday after a long week of teaching and being exhausted and all that sort of stuff, what's what does past for on a Friday afternoon usually hold for you?
2: At this time on a Friday, um, usually involves some sort of pub um, outing, and I didn't even get to say bye to my pub.
1: No, I was the same.
2: It was so unexpected. Yeah,
1: Saturday. Didn't get to, yeah, sorry. Didn't get to say goodbye to your pub. Yeah. Oh. That, it, I mean, you know
2: have the emotional goodbye
1: Well, you'll be back though won't you Well, yeah, that's true it's, it's difficult I... difficult for the publicans, but um, I'm sure you'll find a way of saying goodbye electronically, possibly.
0: <laughs> so do you have any weekend plans Charlotte? you' got anything uh, anything planned for the weekend while we're all restricted to being at home
2: i'll I'll do my sanctioned exercise, which actually ironically, I think yeah. I'm getting more um fresh air. In this sort of period of my life, because if you, you know you, you go from car to school and then car and home, I'm actually making the most of yeah. getting out, which is really lovely. Um,
1: yeah, when when you're only allowed when you're uh, when you're only allowed one excursion a day, you really no. don't want to waste it, do you? And you, you tend to make the most of it and just but give the irony is when
2: you're allowed to be outside as much as you like and stand still, which they've stopped in my park. Um, you just aren't really fussed. So I guess maybe that's something we can yeah, all learn.
1: Yeah, it's a whole yeah. new way of life. I think it could catch yeah. on.
2: Not that I'm, I'm not that this is something we should be celebrating, but I guess finding the positives is always a good thing.
1: Absolutely right. I'm
2: um, also, I'm also going to be a spokesperson uh, for reclaiming leggings as trousers again because I know people are against it and people have been really, you know, negative about leggings. But actually, I th- I feel like as a nation we need to c- come together and just accept that that's going to be what people do from now on.
1: I just have literally no idea what you're talking about. What sorry, say that again. What you're I, know you're, leggings. I mean, trying it sounds
2: It sounds like you're questioning my thought here, but just bear with me that leggings need to be re- Yeah, go on. You know leggings, right? Leggings. So and then and people people are very negative about them as as like trousers, you know, as substitutes for trousers.
1: Okay. Instead of a jean.
2: Well, just instead of a trouser.
1: Right. So just for wearing out outside of the house or within
2: well, your living establishment. Well, I guess so. During, well, maybe outside because I guess there's fewer people outside. I mean, yeah. you know that moment when you wish you hadn't said anything. Maybe you two just don't really have strong opinions either way. But I know 18 listeners will have. So just wait for that.
1: Well, uh, you, you think seven or eight of them will? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. I mean, that'll get people talking. Come on, talking, ten won't
2: plus, 10, yeah. ten plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh,
1: I like a legging when I'm skiing.
0: A very comfortable trouser.
1: What about a jodper?
2: What about a what? It's
0: a similar thing, isn't it? Right, Okay, Charlotte, thank you very much. So we're joined now by Vic Goddard, wonderful all-round gentleman and head of Passmore's Academy in Harlow in Essex. Vic, how are you doing? I'm all right, not too
3: bad. You know, same as everybody else, muggling through.
0: Yeah, and how's, how's the week been since, well, I suppose since last Wednesday, the, the announcement and all that? Yeah, I mean, the week's, the week, I
3: mean, we, we'd we already made the decision before the government had that we were going to close um, on Friday anyway. So we'd sort of just got our head around it a little bit ahead of the game, I think, just because we'd already made that decision sort of to close till Easter. Um, yeah, it's, it's been fine. I mean, the stuff in school is, is OK. We haven't got... We haven't got large numbers and, you know, I've been at Passmore's a long time now, so thankfully just about everybody's on the bus. So, um, you know, plenty of volunteers for supervision. So the the in-school stuff's not been too bad at all, if I'm completely honest.
1: But you put some really interesting stuff and inspirational stuff on Twitter, suggesting you're you're a bit ahead of the game on this, Uh, but also a few of your frustrations. What are your biggest frustrations in how this has all panned out?
3: I just... We've got a Prime Minister who prides himself on being a details man. I'm sure that was what he said in, in the election lead up because, you know, his criticisms of him is, is a bit you know broad brush and, you know, we can do it sort of person rather than details. And, he, you know, he convinced, obviously, enough people that he was a details man. And if I'm honest, that's what's been missing um, for the whole time, <clears throat> the whole week, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's thinking of thinking of things the way that, Educators think of things. We, you know, we tend to think from the bottom up. You know, most of us think about how we protect the most vulnerable, how we make sure they're right first, and then we work our way up. But we seem to have had a, a sort of top-down sort of approach from central government. So that's been that's been a real frustration because there were simple things. You know, you can release. You can release the pressure on us just by doing some real basics of thinking, what are the things, that are, what's the first things we're going to think about as school leaders? Well, let's deal with them first. So, money's going to be one of the issues we're going to worry about. How do we pay enough people? How do we pay your free school meals? Well, they could quite easily release the money for the year. So, we've got all the money in our account for the whole year. So, we can, you know, not have to worry about have we got enough cash flow to pay sort of salaries and stuff if we're going to spend 15 grand on free school meals. So, just, it's just the the real, the tiny stuff that unlocks the pressure that just hasn't been thought through. And it worries me that it feels like we've got a bottleneck and all decisions seem to be going through a very small group of people, whereas surely the DfE is a blooming massive organisation. It's full of really clever people. There must be people in there thinking of the the small stuff, but it's just not being fed out
1: to us. We're having to wait until the... It's some of the the issue there that, there's no school experience maybe in that department?
3: I think there's an element of um, a lack of really knowing what it's like to run a school and, and all the pressures that you have from parents and kids, so I think there's an element of that. I think I think it, there is a lack of trust and I think there's a lack of trust in both directions. Um, I think as school leaders we feel that we've been sort of kicked around for, for a while. Um, and, you know, the, the lies, and I'm not going to call them spin, the lies around funding that were deliberately told by the government has sort of made us all go, well, you know, what are they willing to say and do in order to get what they want? So I think the problem is a lot of the decisions made this week, we've, we've couched them in, are you really telling us everything? So I think there's an element of we don't, we don't necessarily trust all of what's going on to be... As it is, as it looks on from the outside, you know, we need to be drawn, we need to be inside those details and inside those conversations, if it's through our associations or through them actually reaching out and talking to individuals. But there just needs to be, there just needs to be a closer relationship rather than it being done to us.
0: And what about the, I don't know how much you want to go into it, but the personal toll on you this week, I think you've been quite public on Twitter as well, Vic, about how much of a, how difficult this has been as a week for you as a, you know, not just a head teacher, but as a headteacher, as but as a just all-round human being? Yeah, I, I, you know, the problem we've got, right, is I, I take my responsibility
3: for people really seriously. Um, you know, yeah. I, the decisions I make are about people's safety and wellness first, and then everything else yeah. comes with it. Um, and when you are blatantly having to make decisions that are not in people's best health interests and wellbeing interests, which is what we are being asked to do, I just feel that i want to have all the information that's available and i cannot believe that after all these months of this virus being around the world that there's not better information than um, we'll leave it up to you to make individual choices i can't believe there's not better ways you know this way is slightly better than this way so you know think about doing it that way so that that level of responsibility has weighed this week um you know, and it, it's, it's lovely that staff are saying that's no, fine. We'll we'll crack on, and you know we've got plenty of volunteers. But um, I do I I do feel my responsibility because you know I I I made the decision last Wednesday to close on the Friday before the government did, um, and the reason that I was sort of pushed into that decision was that I had my mum here, um, and my mum's eight you know you know mid to late eighties, and. You, it gives you a perspective of going, okay, I'm going to school every day and I'm coming home to the house that she's in. Um, and I won't be the only person doing that with vulnerable people around them. And I won't be the only person feeling that it's their duty to be in school and protect key workers' children. And so, but I I'm have the power to take that pressure off of people and not put them in that position. But your hands are tied when you haven't got all the information. So it's been the it's been the responsibility weight. I think more than anything, logistically, we're bloody good at logistics. Head teachers, you know, give us give us a pile of stuff to sort out, and we'll sort it. That's not the problem. It's the, it's the it's the relationships and the responsibilities you have with other people to not put them in danger, and that's been difficult. And that,
1: that's one thing I found particularly difficult that we're being asked to put people in harm's yeah. way. Uh, How have you I managed mean, to get your head uh, around that? Uh,
3: yeah, our job's to remove them from harm's way. That's what we do on a daily basis, you know. So what
1: was the reaction from uh, people with your decision to close? Was it positive or did you get some stick for it?
3: Um, <laughs> I have I have a, a varied um, group of governors, trustees and members as, as, a, as a multi-academy trust. Um, I do have a couple of very reasonably high-ranking Conservative councillors um, on my boards. Um and it was almost universally supported as a decision. There was um, there were some questions about why I was making a decision that the government wasn't uh, from a couple of areas in my in my board. But um, I just I mean I'm, I'll be honest. As I've, I said uh, to somebody earlier in the week, I was at that position where I was going to seek forgiveness, not permission. I'd already made the decision. I didn't actually ask their permission. Um, I knew I'd get it, but I also knew that there would be some. Some grey areas which would then delay us making that decision. So um, I
1: did what I thought was right because that's what they pay me to do. And then the government followed your lead and made the decision themselves. I, I bet you were quite relieved when they did that. I was. I was very happy when I heard the news. <laughs> I have to be honest. I high fived a few people. Um, <laughs> to say... High f- uh, fives. High fives. Hope that was at I safe. I came in my
3: house. My family were okay.
1: <laughs> 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 Well, there we go. Wasn't it good to hear from real life people there? Uh, I mean, Vic Vic Goddard. I've I've always said that if if there was a World Cup of of schools, then Vic Goddard would be our captain. I think. Yeah, it's great to hear from him. Great to hear from him. Uh, real voice of reason in these difficult difficult times, and I think a lot of people will get a lot out of uh, out of hearing Vic's voice there. And of course. Our friend Charlotte, the English teacher, thanks to her for joining us and talking us through what the reaction was, was like with her year 11 and year 13 students, who we are all keeping in our thoughts right now as they enter a very difficult time over the next few weeks as they find out what's going to happen with their grades. I think scenarios. they probably will be
0: the inspiration for future podcasts, really the Corona Kids, yeah. uh, as they affectionately will be known uh, for many years. Class of
1: 2020.
0: The class of twenty twenty indeed. Yeah. So that's us for today. Thank you for joining us. Been a pleasure Much appreciated. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. You got any weekend plans, Chris? Uh, no. I might. Yeah, I might go upstairs.
1: Oh, ho, ho. good for you. Good for you. I know, absolutely. Yeah. Or I might
0: go into the, the cellar thing. That's you know that's as far as we're going this weekend.
1: Yeah. That well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good for, good on you. Good on you. Anything from you? Uh, For the weekend, very little. Yeah. I might might like the barbecue tomorrow. Is the weather supposed to be good where you are? Uh, It's going to be sunny in the morning and and dry. That's all you can ask for at the moment, isn't it? And we might have a very minimalistic barbecue just as an act of defiance. And a beer or two? Uh, Possibly a a light ale at some point during the weekend, but it will not interfere with my government-sanctioned exercise plan is becoming more and more important to me
0: so thanks for listening make sure you like on spotify make sure you like or subscribe or whatever you do from whatever podcast provider you have and have a fantastic weekend and we will speak to you next week
1: have a good one stay safe everyone